In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. It's a crazy time of the year. Everyone's talking cap space. But Jack, we're in pole position. We don't need to restructure. It's a good time at the moment for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, the, the the teams that are currently restructuring are those that are well over the cap or over the cap in any way. If you're under the cap, there's no need to do it. It's a case of let's get the deal done and then we'll do a restructure on someone's contract because in the same way, you don't go take a mortgage out and then go decide which house you want to buy. You find the house you want to buy and then you get the mortgage after. And no one gets a payday loan when they've got money in the bank. Um, it'd just be madness to do it that way. So don't worry, Browns fans. It's for the first time ever they're moaning they haven't got enough cap space um, after years of being the opposite. So, uh, yeah, it's all good. And what we're going to be talking about today, Jack? So we're going to touch on Casey Hayward, um, who's been released, one particular restricted free agent. And then we're going to go look at some under-the-radar UDFA um, players, um, guys that the Browns could sign. Um, yeah. Restricted free agent. I'm interested now who that player could be. But anyway, make sure you listen to find out. Uh, Ian, how are you, buddy? I am real in Ohio State. Uh, basketball is in the Big Ten Championship. So my little sports fix for the weekend has been pretty good. We got uh, the Big Ten Championship game versus Illinois later today. For all our English listeners, someone like myself, if you support Ohio State football, you also support the basketball, yeah? Absolutely. Especially if you're like me, an alumni, where you support us to dominate so in the semifinals, we beat our arch rival, Michigan. We were oh. an underdog and we beat them. So everybody in Ohio is very happy. Good coaching. It's fun. It's fun stuff. It's fun stuff. But if, we're not a college if, basketball podcast, Paul. We're, we're not. And uh, that's a really good point. But anyway, Jack, I'm going to let you crack on and uh, go for it, Jack. So Casey Haywood today charges cornerback age 31 and a half um, has been released. Um, it's the, the, the team sort of come out through Rappaport and said it's to do scheme differences. So um, yeah, it's, it certainly piqued my interest. What about you, Ian? Yeah. Casey Hayward has been a very good cornerback in the league. Um, came out of Vanderbilt uh, a number of years ago and has kind of made a, a good career out of himself. And it's odd that there's a scheme fit okay i mean sure one man's trash is another man's treasure so you know former second round pick a few years ago uh, i think he was 2012 so he's been in the league quite a bit of time um played pretty well sure absolutely come on in i'll we'll find a scheme for you yeah they play a lot of cover three which uh isn't something it looks like they're going to go into um, playing next year and obviously hey it gels quite well with what we want to do so uh yeah I, I think it's certainly one of interest that he's going to get snapped up probably by close of play sunday ahead of free agency so uh yeah expect this one to be a really really quick move it's one of those odd things you almost wonder could the chargers not traded him for something 
I feel like he has a little bit of intrinsic value out there. So if I'm the Browns and I'm really interested in him, there's no way he's not worth some sort of six, seven, fifth, six pick swap. I mean, I feel like there was a little bit of a, we want to let you go and pick your destination type of thing there. Just cause I mean, he's been with the chargers since what 2016. So he's put in some time there. That to me seems like something where they wanted to do right by the player, similar to the Houston Texans with JJ Watt. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Cause yeah, it was like 9 million and someone will happily take that deal on uh, of not just over 9 million. Um, so the restricted free agent I want to touch on because when we discussed restricted free agents, it'd have been a couple of months ago. Now there was only one that we sort of sat there and went, mm, we think this guy could be worth the just over 2 million that restricted free agent gets. Um, there was some other guys want to keep but on cheaper numbers and that was Kadaro Hodge. And so far no news on Hodge, but that for me is the one to keep an eye on. Tay Davis obviously didn't get restricted and no one's surprised about that. No, I, it's one of those ones. And, you know, we had mentioned in the past kind of with these tenders where the tender amount may be more than the market value that the player has. And based on what we're seeing, the Browns have been very quiet. They've been very poignant in kind of how they're handling things. So I wouldn't be shocked, you know, for example, the, uh, the Bears yesterday came out and said, we're redoing X, Y, Z. We extended our punter, our kicker. Like they did a whole series of moves in like a very short amount of time. I have a funny feeling Andrew Barry is keeping all of his cards close to the vest because at the end of the day, he's just going to come in and be like, all right, the Browns are doing this. They're doing this. They're doing this. They're doing this. And by the way, we're doing that. Thank you. Have a nice day. Yeah, no, bills are exactly the same way. So um, no, it's, it's interesting to know. We might see something like that. We might see nothing at all. Um, so no, it's one to keep an eye on. One thing I wanted to touch on, and I want to sit there and look. So I've set the uh, a number I've pulled out of the air of two and a half million a year. Um, I wanted to look at the dudes that aren't your big name free agents because they get lots of love and attention, and look at some of these cheaper guys and sort of anywhere it could be of interest for the Browns. Um, so no, we're going to start back to front. Um, we'll do safety really quick because these are two guys that we've mentioned before, but Malik Hooker and Trey Boston, both, both going to be super cheap and guys that could certainly end up with the Browns. Yeah, I think, as I've mentioned before, Hooker's just a guy, I saw him play in college, one of the most just impressive safeties that I had ever seen in college, his ability to play center field. He just has been so hampered by injury. So it's one of those ones where, there's a high upside, there's a high risk, obviously, and do it, but there's a low investment in terms of what you're going to have to give Malik Hooker for the potential that he could come in as maybe that deep center field safety in Woods' scheme. So, yeah, Malik Hooker is definitely somebody that I would like to give a shot to. Yes, there's a little bit of nostalgia there just from his days at Ohio State, but he has the ability to play football, and his rookie year was really well, and then it just has been a rough go ever since. Yeah. Next, we're going to jump into the slot, and there's two guys again, Nickel Roby Coleman and Cameron Sutton, both guys that could be of interest if they want a, uh, a slot there. Yeah, Cam Sutton's that guy from Pittsburgh. He's kind of the 1B to them right now. I still think that either Hilton or Sutton will be back with the Steelers. Obviously, I'd be interested in whoever they choose not to keep because I think both of those guys could play a role in that slot third, fourth corner role. I know there's a couple other guys' names that have been floating out there, but yeah, I mean, Cam Sutton's a guy. It's just the only thing I have on him is he's been in that organization quite a bit of time in a secondary that's struggling, and I haven't really seen him take 
you know, the vaunted leap into the starting lineup. So it makes me wonder if maybe they understand his limitations. And if they go out and keep Mike Hilton and let him walk, that should tell you a little bit more. Hey, let's get Troy Hill. Always has been, always will be. Um, but he's not one Hill. of these cheap guys. President of his fan club. <laughs> um, if we look at outside cornerback, so a name obviously I've banged on about a million and one times, Gary and Conley. But the other one is a San Fran DB, which could be of interest here, a Kilo Witherspoon. Yeah, he was a guy, when we went and played San Francisco uh, last year with Kitchens when Antonio Callaway kicked the ball in the air and it ended up getting intercepted, um, Witherspoon was a guy in the pre that everybody was like, oh, you need to target this guy. You need to target this guy. He's PFF has given up, you know, 158 pass writing. We go out there and pff, he just absolutely shut us down. And ever since that thing, I've just seen his name out there. He's not a cute, a cornerback one. Could he get cornerback two? Maybe. But when you're talking about three, four, five, you're talking about a guy that comes in and fills in. Absolutely. He's a guy, obviously, Joe Woods is very familiar with. That's a very easy thing. Hey, Joe, do you want him? Yes, no, maybe so. Then they could, Browns can make the decision from there. But he's definitely a guy that interests me. Him and his uh, running mate back there in the San Francisco secondary, Jacuiz Tart. But I believe he's a little over the threshold, so he won't be disocked about yeah, um, and as well, he's coming off a breakout season, so it might have only been 334 snaps, but he was ranked as PFF's sixth best cornerback. So, uh, Killer Weatherspoon, certainly a under-the-radar guy, probably a better sign than Gary and Conley, even though you've heard me talk about him, because, hey, there's issues there. Linebacker. So, we've got two guys here. Obviously, bring back Malcolm Smith. We know about him. Don't really need to touch on him. Pierre-Louis. Is uh, a guy that I think really could be of interest in. Yeah, Kevin Pierre Louis uh, was actually in Chicago a couple of years ago. Really, kind of just a role playing coverage linebacker. He is kind of the the Malcolm Smith role. He's not Sayoni Takitaki. He's not going to be a run stuffer. However, his coverage grades. He signed a one year deal to go to Washington last year. Performed adequately well under Ron Rivera. My only question on him is he's not all that expensive. And Washington, I don't know. I haven't seen any reports that they really wanted him back. So I wonder if it was just one of those ones where Rivera said, I liked it at the time, but it's not really a fit. Or, you know, he's just bounced around the last couple of years. And for what he does, again, it's a decent little role. I wonder why he's always so available. Who knows? Um, Next, we get to the interior defensive line. Two guys here, Mario Edwards and Brent Urban. Mario Edwards coming off a phenomenal year. Could be tied to his PED suspension. But on these 278 snaps last year, interior defender three for PFF. Yeah, and Mario Edwards actually signed, I believe, with the Bears last year, and they brought him in. It was just kind of one of those ones where they wanted to see what he had left. Um he came out of Florida state. I remember him when he came out in the drafts was probably be about 2015. And he's just always kind of been a guy in that DN three DN four role. I don't think he's ever really had a breakout season where I can remember him having five or six sacks. I know that, you know, he played a lot for Chicago this year. And I do remember a couple plays that he made. How old is he now? Let me take a look. 27. Uh, 27. Yeah. Okay. All right, 27, that's that's kind of in that range. Um, if you feel like he's an adequate upgrade over Adrian Claiborne, he's definitely a guy that maybe you'd give a call to. I could see that. Um, finishing off the defense with the edge room, this was really tough. I couldn't really find anyone that 
well being. To be honest, we're not going to be looking for cheap. We've got Gustin, we've got Weaver at that end. Um, but it was just a th- throw Olivier Vernon out there. Um, could be like a min deal with incentives to get him up to like four or five million. Um, but yeah, he might not come back. So Edge isn't one. I don't think the Browns really have a need for anyone there. Whereas you could sort of bring in a a cheaper free agent in any other position on the defense. Um, but yeah, Olivier Vernon, it wouldn't shock me if something happened. Yeah, that and I mean, the defensive end position has a decent crop of pass rushers. I think one of the reasons that the Brown did opt to add Adrian Claiborne to the free agent pool was there's a lot of kind of that mid-tier. You know, we talk about the roles and responsibilities, DN one, two, three. I think there's a lot of guys in that Porter, Gustin, Curtis Weaver, you know, all reports out of Berea is that, you know, Curtis Weaver has bought into the Browns, you know, nutrition system, and he's kind of physically where they want him to be. Now it's just time to get him out on a field and see what he can do. I mean, that was in essence, like a free day three draft pick anyways. So, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to see what they have in that position because when you have a $25 million guy on the other side, you're going to have to kind of make some chicken salad on the other side. So absolutely. I think the Browns will, my guess, Jack, and we've talked about this before is the Browns sit there and say, we have X number of dollars allocated for defensive end number two. This is, these are the three guys we want. And come Monday, when the tampering period opens up, they're going to call and say, you are our first choice. Would you like eight and a half million dollars? And if they say no, they'll call their second choice and say, would you like eight and a half million dollars? And pretty soon it'll be like some guys in the bar in college, just going down the line, asking women out to see at any point, will anyone go to dinner with them? That's pretty much, I think the Browns philosophy with that defensive end too. Once they get through their eight and a half, well, now we're on to the seven and a half, the six and a half, and they're going to go right down the line. Right, and we've got 30 seconds left to cover the offense. So um, three dudes here, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, tight end Richard Rogers, and offensive tackle from the Patriots. I'm going to say Ulamanor. Um, may, maybe if, if Chris Hubbard's not going to be able to come back and they do want a vet, he might just be an interesting one to throw in there. I just see them going young at offensive tackle. Ultimately, A, it does two things. It helps us not have to pronounce his name 363 times. But at the end of the day, yeah, because you're talking about Jermaine Illuminor. Um, Richard Rogers, sure. I mean, he's a guy that you bring in. I think tight end, it really just depends on what they're doing with David Njoku. And Deshaun Jackson, I just feel, is going to demand a little bit more money than that. I would not be shocked to see him go down to Tampa if you're going to do that cheap of a deal where they can just kind of put the band back together and start throwing deep and trying to win Super Bowls. Yeah, no, it's all eyes on Monday. Cannot wait to bring you a uh, podcast where we're chatting about actual free agent signings. So uh, I just can't wait for all the scheduled Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport tweets that are like instantly, as soon as the period opens up, there's 93 scheduled tweets that come out and say the Browns and such and such have are potentially in agreement for a four year deal. And it's like every single one of them lines up the second, the tampering period opens up. It's like, how did this happen? Yeah. It's always amazing. So thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Any show ideas um, for tomorrow, do let us know because we've got one last show. Actually, tomorrow's show, we're going to each go through our top five signings. And that's what the topic is going to be. I'm going to set that now unless something crazy happens. Damn it, Jack's giving me homework. All right. Well, I'm going to have to log off and go do my homework. As always, go Browns. Go Browns.